Hello, and welcome to Talking Trust with BBB. I'm Laura Blankenship. And I'm Ashley Gibbard, and we are the marketing team from Better Business Bureau, serving Eastern Michigan and the Upper Peninsula. Living in the Midwest, the holidays aren't the only things you need to prepare for. Winter is here. Winter requires more than fleece-lined coats, wool gloves, and long johns to fully equip yourself and your home for the cold climate. BBB wants to help you get your car and home in tip-top shape in time for the snow. The key is to maintain your home before the storm blows at your doorstep. With one small snowstorm down, it's important to prepare for the next. Here to talk to us about how consumers can prepare for the effects of winter on their home is Jeff Selick and Ricky Goots from Emergency Response Services. Thanks for joining us, gentlemen. For having us. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. To start off, for those who don't know, what does Emergency Response Services do? And could you give us a little bit of a description, please? Sure thing. So Emergency Response Services Incorporated is a local family-owned and operated company that we like to say helps with family time restoration um, when it comes to floods, fires, storm damage, mold. Uh, that's what we are there for. We are there to help uh, put it in reverse and get people back to their pre-loss condition. What winter-related emergencies do you guys normally see this time of year? Uh, this time of the year, as it gets colder, a lot of the times our emergencies are pipes freezing or bursting. Um, water sewage backups in people's basements, um, a lot of things to do with roof leaks or what we like to call ice dams, uh, buildup of ice on the roof. And then uh, one of your biggest things is going to be uh, sub pump failures. Gotcha. So when you see those things happen, what what's your goal? What is the next step whenever a consumer calls you? Well, I would say first and foremost, uh, our goal is number one, to have the quickest response possible. Um, if, if anyone has been there and you know I've been there myself, when you have water that's uh, either already that you find it or it's gushing, you know, running in your home, uh, the first thing you wanna do when you're feeling kind of scared and vulnerable is uh, get it under control. So when we get uh, that phone call, whether it is a homeowner or respectfully, whether it's a commercial opportunity, uh, our goal is to respond as soon as possible uh, to get the source of whatever uh, has caused that problem. If it was water coming in, get that stopped before we can do any kind of cleanup. If it's uh, storm damage that's maybe come through windows, uh, uh, board ups, if need be, to be able to, uh, again, contain whatever has caused the problem before we can uh, go about getting it back to normal again. So COVID-19 has forced all of us to make some changes. Um, we know that you guys were actually a sponsor for our 2020 open house event that we had to postpone for safety reasons. You guys have made some adaptations as well. How has your business been impacted and what are you guys doing differently? Well, I can speak first to just some of the things that we've been doing as far as services, but then Ricky, I'm sure, can speak to some of the details in the field. Um, but one of the things that we've uh, done is because of the fact that uh, um, COVID-19 did bring us uh, uh, something new that uh, had the potential to be disinfected or sanitized if the proper 
uh, protocols, the proper materials were used. So that was one of the opportunities that we uh, um, really got involved with early was strictly for commercial, uh, was doing COVID-19 disinfections, which really has helped when, when there's you know, uh, essential businesses that have to stay open or um, you know, any type of facilities that really have traffic that cannot stop. Um, it was an opportunity for us to come in and, and differentiate some of our services to uh, help when there was a need. Um, as far as in the field, I know we've been taking extra practices. Ricky, why don't you share some of the things we've been doing for extra safety measures? Yeah, the extra safety measures for us out here in the field is um, first and foremost, you know, you always want to make sure the customer is comfortable. Um, but we're wearing the, the proper PPE, whether it be masks um, in some circumstances when it started off, uh, we wear, you know, our gloves and then uh, we have our Tyvek suits um, for certain circumstances that we know we're going in and cleaning where there has been positive said tests. So it, it, it's just added to to our safety and then also again making sure all of our customers slash clients are feel comfortable and safe as well. Absolutely that's something that we are finding very important. It's uh, definitely been a year where a lot of adjustments have needed to be made. But in, in your everyday operations I know that sometimes there are projects that need to be done before you guys can go in and do what you do. Um, so you have I know partnerships with plumbers and um, other experts, how do you vet the other um, companies that you work with? That's a great question because we have worked with so many of these local plumbers, HVAC companies, electricians, and so forth that it gives us an opportunity to vet these companies so customers, when they are facing that emergency, don't have to take that risk. We'll take it. Uh, if we really have to, but we're very, very cautious about who we use. Um, we have very high expectations of the service partners that take care of the customers in need. So if somebody either is not timely, they don't show up, uh, the, the invoice is not what the quote matched up to, these are all things that are going to affect the reliability. But one of the best things we've honestly used, and you know whether this podcast was you know associated with the Better Business Bureau or not, I would share that we use the Better Business Bureau accreditation as one of our safety measures to make sure that the plumber has been vetted and, and truth be told, if somebody is accredited and uh, they have uh, nice reviews, uh, that is also a great way for us to be able to make those judgment calls. Again, a customer facing water rushing in their home doesn't have 30 minutes to start Googling, you know, Yelp reviews, Google reviews, Better Business Bureau reviews, uh, we have to be able to vet those people so in that time of emergency, we can make one call and uh, they can be responsive. So we, we go through all that work when we don't have emergencies. So when the emergency comes up, we make one call to take care of the customer. That's great. And we're definitely appreciative that you use the Better Business Bureau as a resource. Um, so aside from all the winter-related um, mishaps we've been talking about, you guys also do fire damage removal. Can you talk a, a little bit about what that looks like? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, to be fair, um, fires kind of do go with the, the winter-related. A, uh, a lot of situations out there currently right now with space heaters, people plugging those in and so forth. Um, so it, it all kind of uh, intertwines. But uh, on a fire loss, uh, what, what essentially would happen first off is uh, 
us responding, um, assessing the the damage itself, making sure you know we we have approval and that it's safe to now enter um, where the the incident has happened. Uh, if there's water um, present, depending on how large the fire was or how they had to put it out, we would start water extraction. Um, from there, uh, we if there if there can be no power ran after the fire, then we would uh, we would have one of our electricians come out and set up temp power for us so we can get our equipment um, staged and uh, running. Uh, that could be anything from dehumidifiers and fans to hydroxyls, desiccants, and air scrubbers to help the, the air quality in the room and start to remove the odor. From there, it would be uh, moving contents, again, not disposing yet, but uh, moving any contents that uh, that would hinder us doing our equipment setup, setting up any containment, or if there's board up needed. And then uh, from there, we we continue to monitor till, uh, till we get approval to do the next phase. So what are some tips that you have for consumers when it comes to um, preparing your home for winter to hopefully uh, prevent situations from happening? Great question. Um, one of the biggest things, I guess, and you just touched on it, preparing, would be uh, winterizing anything, uh, anything to do with exterior plumbing, um, whether or not you have faucets out there or uh, if they're um, landscaping, like sprinklers, anything like that, making sure all of that is winterized. Um, on the interior, you can uh, wrap or insulate your pipes will help out. Um, continue to monitor your sub pump. Um, there's, there's things that you can purchase at your, your local you know, hardware store, which is which could be anything from an alarm that you can add to it in case it loses power, or you can add battery backups to it. Um, some of the things that you're doing on the exterior for cleanup after we get snows is to watch for, watch for your roof damage if it's windy, um, watch for any loose shingles, and then uh, make sure all of your gutters are cleaned out, there's no blockages so ice doesn't build up and, and freeze over or any buildups in your valleys. Everything Ricky said is spot on. Uh, just to touch base on some of those and add as well, um, you know, I speak from experience because I did have a flood in my basement five years ago. And even though my sump pump was operational, there was so much sludge in the actual tube and the piping that it just couldn't keep up with all that rainwater and it just backed up into my home. Um, and again, frankly, that's how I connected with this company. I, I originally was a customer, and then it gave me an opportunity to, uh, when I needed them, they, they helped me. And again, I learned a lot from that experience. But, you know, like Ricky said, um, all that preventative stuff, I actually have on my home alarm system, that sensor he was discussing. So it's on my burglar alarm that if, uh, if that water level in the sump pump uh, in, this, in the well there is rising, uh, I get an alert that comes to my alarm that tells me you better address that wherever I am. So um, there are, you know, again, a few things that can be done, but certainly, um, as we know, despite all these preparations, accidents still happen. And that's mm -hmm. what we uh, certainly are there for. Those tips are really great, really important for our consumers. Um, did you guys have anything else you wanted to add before we wrap up? Anything you want to tell our listeners? I do have one thing just in if we're talking about tips here, something that I cannot stress enough because 
when people have water that rushes into their into their basement lower level, often that's where they keep a lot of their keepsakes and things. So number one suggestion that maybe we just didn't cover is trying to keep anything that's important off the ground, you know, up on a bookcase or some way of making sure it doesn't have access to the water on the on the ground if you do get water. But if there is water that comes in, which often can be sewage water, it's very important that listeners know not to go into that water and start trying to remove things. If it's sewage water, it's toxic. There are so many things that unfortunately can happen far, as far as skin rashes, other, other reactions from exposure to sewage. Uh, uh, you know, Ricky might be more technical describing that, but um, I know it's human tendency or reaction to want to go and pull those things out, but we do have contents restoration specialists that can help with that. And safety first, I would not encourage anybody to go into any water to try to retrieve anything. And, and there could be electrical making contact with that water, right, Ricky? So there could yes. be uh, electrocution threats if somebody touches that water. Yes, by all means, safety first. Uh, that water that Jeff described a lot of the times can be categorized as Cat 3, and that is just not something you, you typically as the homeowner would want to deal with or expose yourself to. Gonna say so if we run into these one of these issues, we need to call emergency response services. Yes, we make it easy. 877 job done. It can't hopefully get easier than that. And fridge magnets for everyone. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. <laughs> well, thank you guys for joining us. We really appreciate the time. No problem. No thank you. Thank you. Some additional tips all homeowners should consider are. Have your walls and attics insulated for protection against drafts. Caulk and weather strip doors and windows. Replace damaged, loose, or missing shingles that may leak during a winter storm. Clean out your gutters. Repair roof leaks and remove tree branches that could get weighted down with ice or snow and fall on your house or your neighbors. Wrap water pipes in your basement and crawl spaces with insulation sleeves to slow heat transfer. Turn off exterior faucets when temperatures drop. These pipes can burst if they freeze. Drain your irrigation system. Call a contractor to check your roof and see if it can sustain the weight of heavy snowfall. Avoid ice dams where water from melted snow freezes in the gutters and seeps in under the roof, soaking interior walls. To avoid ice dams, ventilate your attic, insulate the attic floor well to minimize the amount of rising heat. Consider having a water repellent membrane installed under your roof covering. Divert water by adding extensions to downspouts so that water runs at least three to four feet away from the foundation. Make sure you have your heating system turned up before there is a need to repair and you are waiting on a cold day. You may be thinking the winter weather isn't just hard on your home. You're right. The winter weather can be rough on your vehicle as well. To maintain your car's health, check the tread on your tires, keep an emergency road kit, and consider storing a windshield scraper for those icy mornings. Speeding through the snow isn't the wisest decision, so you need to be mindful of black ice and potholes that can be easily hidden. There's plenty to consider when thinking of preparing your home and car for the winter. So such as replacing or refilling all the fluids, inspecting or switching your tires, make sure that you check your battery. It can lose power in the winter due to the cold temperatures and oil can thicken, making it difficult for your vehicle to turn over. Have your battery checked. 
protect your car inside and out from ice and salt. Washing your car regularly can undermine the effects of dirt and salt and deter rust from forming on your car. Pick up floor mats if you don't already own some to protect your car's carpet and floorboards. Freezing temperatures can also cause water that has gotten into the door and trunk locks to freeze and lock you out of your vehicle. Make sure that you lubricate the locks before they freeze or use an antifreeze product to unlock them. Pack an emergency kit, keeping things like road flares, a jack, lug wrench, first aid kit, and blanket in your car. Keep up regular maintenance and inspect key items on your vehicle. For instance, have your oil and air filter inspected as well as your heating and defrosting systems. Also, replace wiper blades if needed. Likewise, make sure your lights are in working order. As you go through your checklist to be sure your home is prepared for the winter weather, we hope you'll tune in to our next episode, which covers financial stability in the new year. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Talking Trust with BBB. Remember to visit BBB.org for all your business and consumer needs. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. You can find us by searching B-B-B-E-M-I-U-P. See you next time.